Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Motocross Training Podcast. Joel Youngkins here, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about peaking for motocross. So everyone's everyone they uh, they like to talk about peaking. Um, it sounds really cool. Um, we've heard it a million times from different racers and and trainers and coaches and. You know, people talk about, yeah, I peaked too early, I peaked right on time, I didn't peak soon enough, or I'm really hitting my peak through the season. And uh, today we're just going to talk a little bit about peaking, um, you know, to make sure we actually have a, a clear idea of what it is and what it means. Um, it kind of takes many forms, so it's not like there's like this one magical way to peak for racing. Um you know, of course, we'll talk about some different things that may apply to you and kind of open this topic up a little bit for you to kind of think about yourself, your situation, and, and, and really what this ultimately means for you as a racer. So first we're going to ask, like, what is a training peak? And really in my, like, definition, it's, it's essentially maximizing one's current physical readiness for any fitness ability during a time of um, a given time during the competitive year. And you have to keep in mind, like you can peak at many different things. So training and fitness means it's like this big umbrella for all of these different, um, really training variables, these different things, you know, you have strength. There's a bunch of different like little subcategories for strength. There's endurance. There's a bunch of other little subcategories for endurance. You have flexibility, mobility, and so on. And you can also just simply peak at uh, whatever sport that is you're in. And in this case, this is a motocross uh, channel. So, you know, peaking in the sport of motocross, like riding at your absolute best, um, which ultimately is the end goal. Um, you know, my end goal for my, like, and my coaching and my racer is like, if they're tearing it up in the gym and they're super strong, awesome and you know if their conditioning tests if they're just knocking them out of the park great but ultimately like everything we're doing is to make them a better racer um so like that's ultimately the goal that's what you want to peek in like you on the bike riding at your best feeling your best um hopefully not you know being at your your best build for not getting hurt if you were to fall when you fall i should say and um so it's not really like peaking like, you know, oh, I've hit a certain distance on my road bike or I've lifted this much weight. This means I'm peaked for my sport. Um, that is way too simplistic to look at it. Um, that This is not how training works. And you have to like, peaking is about bringing every element of preparation to to maximize your performance on on the day of competition. And really true peaking is really best for sports that are like single event sports, you know, things that you go to that, um, you're just preparing for one, one event and then that's it. It's over. You're back into an off season. Um, so events would be like bodybuilding, powerlifting, um, you know, Olympic sports, like training for the Olympics, if you were like a, a sprinter, um, and they have seasons too, like leading up to it, but um, anything where, you know, it's like if you were a racer and you were competing to have one race in, let's just say July, and you started training for it in January and you had six months to train for this one event, um, 
you know, you can also, we can come just kind of thinking about it now that I say that we can also just kind of say, um, a lot of amateur racers, they try to peak for Loretta lens would be a pretty good idea if that's where you're trying to have your best performances. So you can certainly peak in regards to one event in racing, but I would say at least 90 for 95% of the time, if you're a competitive racer, you're peaking for um, a long season. That could be a few races spread out over the year. It could be, you know, if you're racing supercross, like even like um, on one coast or the other, it's going to be a bunch of races all back to back in, you know, either a matter of a couple months or a few months. So with that, I want to kind of get into the next element of a new way of peaking. So the fancy way of peaking, it's really not fancy, but the way everybody talks about it is, um, you know, kind of almost like as you're preparing for, you know, say Supercross, like everyone's trying to peak for A1 so that they can carry a peak through the season and then they peak again for the outdoors and then they try to carry that through um, the rest of the season. Um, you could, you know, it's definitely ways of doing it, um, but I want to introduce to you a new way of peaking, a new way of, of thinking about this, um, you know, because we could certainly sit there and break down ways to properly peak and, and all this kind of things, but ultimately kind of gets very um, complex because we'd have to cover a lot of different variables, but this simple new way of peaking, it's really not new, but it might be new for you. Um, pretty sure just by the way people talk about it as in the sport of moto um this would be new for a lot of people in motocross so i'm assuming this would kind of be new to you uh this is really the approach i take with my racers i don't look to like have one huge couple peaks throughout the year um so really this i call it the new way of peaking um this is to develop physical needs and sports needs to 90 percent or better and maintain that on the day of competition. So kind of what does that mean? Really means basically that on the day that you're competing, you want to have your body, you want to be at least 90% ready to go. But Joel, what about 100%? Like, shouldn't we always be 100%? And the answer is really no. Like, we're it's very rare, like, that you're ever at a true 100%. Our, like, our readiness and our performance it fluctuates on a daily basis. Like when you wake up, you're not always going to wake up at a hundred percent. You know, this from training, you already know this. If you race on Sunday, when you wake up on, on Monday, you're not as ready to go as you were the day before that you woke up and raced. Your body is trashed. You're recovering. Um, you would not ride as good. You wouldn't last as, as long the next race. So just with that, like our bodies fluctuate and, and what is 90%? Think about like if you're zero percent all the way to 100, 90 percent is would be graded as an A. That is bringing your A game to the race. And if you think about it like that, a lot of people, if like, like you listening yourself, most people can honestly never say they've done that at every single race they've entered. Um, whether they've woke up and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm a little tired, like I'm beat up from a long week of training. Maybe you worked a little more because you have a job. Maybe you have life stuff happening at home. Um, 
or you just like just didn't take the race serious and you knew like hey i just showed up and i was unprepared and i was not at 90 i was not on my a game which is 90 percent of your 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 daily readiness and um you know even on a bigger picture like like life happens so life can happen at any time during the year and any time during the year you may be in a competitive season so we have to realize that bad things can take us off track you know you can get a, an injury big or small you could lose a job you could lose a loved one even worse all things that you know all bad things that would really like impact that that daily readiness um to get you to that 90 percent um, but another thing that can happen too, and a lot of people, we all know this, but a lot of, like, we don't talk about this probably enough, but, you know, good things in your life can also derail you too. So you have to be cognitive, like, hey, this great thing's happening for me. Also have it in check that, like, that can also impact your preparation and training for racing. Things like good things like starting a family could really derail you. Getting a new job or promotion, something you've always wanted, but maybe once that actually comes, you get this new job, you get this promotion, this promotion. Um, maybe once that actually comes for you, you have a change in schedule or because you're getting paid more, maybe this your job's way more demanding and that's impacting your racing career. Um, maybe you just simply just start finding other joys in other areas of your life that are taking up time. Maybe you, Maybe you're enjoying golf more or fishing or you started... Um, I don't know, maybe you're becoming a SoundCloud rapper and that's taking up a lot of time in your life. Like there's other things that, that are consuming more of you that, that are actually good things. Like you, you find joy in them, but it's all things that we have to be cognitive of because this, like no matter how well, if you think you've peaked in the off season or not, these things will derail you in your preparation. And these are the type of types of things that, that will cause you to, if you were to show up 90%, if these things were to happen, you could show up to at a race at, you know, 70%. Like that's a C. Like that is not you. And if you if you think about your A game compared to your C game, like those are positions you're leaving on the track. That could be fifth to tenth. I mean, just for an example. So these are all things we have to be cognitive of. Because, you know, if you're like most racers, you're competing on a weekly basis or at least like a handful of you know, a good handful of races every, you know, couple months, like you're going to be in like maybe other, every other weekend, but a lot of like competitive racers, your guys are going every weekend to race, especially if you're younger and, and chasing some goals. So the more you can show up to a race at 90% or better, the more you're going to bring your a game and the better your results are going to be no matter what training program you're on, no matter what, uh, you know, bike, your, your bike setup is, or, or all these other variables, like you need to be able to bring your A game. If that's not happening, then, um, you're going to be in for a little bit of an uphill. So that's not what we want to do. So what are some things we can do to make sure we're hitting this 90%? So a few things we could do is just simply have a weekly plan and plan as much as you can plan. Like, plan for things that are attainable for you so you can plan when your workouts are going to be when you're going to ride also plan your recovery days Um, i usually start when i start planning my weekly workouts for my clients um i really factor in like 
the recovery first and how the workouts are going to impact their their stress, which we won't get into. That's a whole other topic. But, um, you know, plan where your recovery days are going to be. And then also plan for your race prep, like plan to have your bike and, and gear and, and all those things, um, you know, your food and, and where you're staying. Have that planned in advance for, you know, which nights you're going to do, like, um, you know, get your air cleaners clean, change your oil, change tires, like have that already mapped out in your week on, you know, on Monday. Like think, okay, Thursday I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to uh, do my air filter and change my back tire. Whatever the case is, have it planned so that it's already like in your week that that's not going to hold you up till you're up, you know, so that's not Saturday night at 10 o'clock and you still got to, uh, you know, put a new chain and sprocket on before you race on Sunday morning. Like those are things that are not going to help you increase your performance. So plan that into your week, have all this stuff planned out. Once you have a plan, then it's just easier to execute and things don't get pushed to the last minute. Um, allowing, and also another thing we could do, allowing your races to be your hardest day of the week. Now I know for all, you know, you rookie Carmichael fans, you're instantly going to be like, well, Carmichael used to say that the races are the easiest day of the week. And, and honestly, like there's a lot to kind of unpack with that, but simply like for rookie Carmichael, the way his life was set up. Um, there's a 99% chance that your life is not set up like Ricky Carmichael's where all he had to do was focus on racing. Hopefully it is. Hopefully you're a, a young up and coming racer or, you know, you're trying to go pro or you already are pro and that's all you get to do. But I have a good feeling that, you know, the way his life was set up was all about racing and winning championships. So He's able to wake up and just do a lot of training during the week, which would accumulate to a lot of volume. So from a volume standpoint, you know, yeah, the amount of time he rode on Saturday or Sunday, whenever he was racing, you know, that amount of time on the bike is significantly, significantly less than what he was doing during the week. Also, when you're winning, racing feels kind of easy and, but at the end of the day, your race, when you leave it all out on the track and you give it 100%, that's supposed to be the day that it takes the most out of you because you cannot replicate a race experience during the week no matter how no matter how hard you try. So um, with that, when you train during the week, you should be riding and training to stimulate performance and not trying to just crush yourself, yourself during the week. If you're crushing yourself during the week, going hard, even let's just say Tuesday or Friday, and you race on Sunday, there will be residual fatigue that carries on into the weekend that you will just not have to have time in seven days to recover from. Um, so you have to, that's where having a plan for your workouts uh, comes into play. And you should really only have like, <clears throat> um, I recommend two hard days during the week while you're competing. Um, you know, if you're not racing, you know, three, three hard days is good. Um, you can maybe sneak a fourth one in depending on your ability to recover and things like that. But during the season, when you're in the grind of, Hey, race to race and you're racing every weekend, you know, plan only two hard days, um, that are going to take a lot out of you during the week. And 
and start there. See how that feels. See how you feel on race day. And really the last part of really something you can do on your own that requires no talent is it takes no talent or money, so to speak, but focus on the day before the day before. So this is something my college coach, college coach, college football coach used to preach to us on Thursdays because we would play on Saturdays that this is the time to start dialing yourself in for competition. This is 48 hours out from competing. This is when you really want to be focusing. I mean, you always want to be focusing on these things, but this is when you really want to put majority of your effort into, into these things to optimize performance and to optimize your readiness on race day. So you want to focus on sleep, sleep, quantity, and quality, at least eight hours a night. You want to make sure you're hydrated. You want to make sure you're eating what you need to be eating. Um, lean protein, complex carbs, uh, fruit, vegetables. You also want to be focusing on taking time to mentally relax, but also having time to, to mentally focus as well. Um, so to be able to relax and to have time to focus, you want to start limiting distractions around you as much as possible. And you, and the last part of this is you just want to do things that are going to create good vibes for yourself, create good energy, things that are going to bring the best out in you. That could be things like playing music, being out in nature, maybe just going for a walk outside, meditating, etc. Like whatever it is that creates, you know, a good vibe and mood for yourself, um, that's going to help get you to that 90% as well. So I know it's probably a little bit different when you've seen the title peaking for motocross. You probably thought maybe you had a different perception of where this was going to go. Um, hopefully you found this interesting. Hopefully this is a new look on like, hey, I don't need to worry about stressing peaking for this part of my season and then peaking again later. That's all very doable. It's all also very complex. Um, I can't really actually give you probably proper recommendations on this without knowing your competitive schedule and a million other questions I'd have to ask you first. Um, but this way of peaking is just focusing on, hey, just bringing my A game every weekend. You know, I've trained in the off season. Now we're here in the season when, when my performance really matters. But you have to make sure that you're 90% or better on race day. That's what's going to help you get, you know, ultimately just perform to your best ability. And, um, you know, it's really hard to be at a true 100%, but 90% is going to bring your A game and it's going to get it done for you. So that's all for today. Um, you know, as always, check out my website, jytraining.com. Uh, for resources, coaching. If you like this uh, podcast, be sure to share it with a friend. That's always cool and helpful. And uh, yeah, in the meantime, catch you later.